Take the usual podcast hosting companies and you'll stay in expensive wonderland. Take the podcast of Matrix hosting and you'll experience a completely different world of whole podcast library hosting. Choose wisely at podcastmatrix.com. That's podcastmatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturday's video series with your host and my husband and my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. All right, Lewis, let's talk some business. I agree. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you can see, but uh, I just literally ran in from a 5K color run this morning and uh, had all sorts of fun at the house, but uh, it's been been great. So thank goodness this is video. You can't smell me because I haven't had a chance to take a shower yet, but uh, we're still going to have a good time today. Um, so today I, I need to get right to this because I want to get through this quickly. We got lots of good information to share. You know, as most of you that have been following know that we just finished a five-part series on developing a business plan. And I was going through kind of the bigger picture, the, the template, uh, my own business plan. And I realized that uh, of those five things, we covered some great ground. But we also missed a segment that is also pretty key to a business plan. And that segment's the operational plan, the actual, you know, how to, what, what we're going to do, how we're going to set up our production, how we're going to do it. We're going to cover a lot of these things. And so I thought to myself, boy, who do I know that knows a lot about operations? And I said, hey, I, I, I hear, heard about this great podcast called the Two Regular Guys Podcast. And one of the hosts, he's been a production guy and, and uh, knows more about production than anybody that I know personally. So let's bring him on. So let's let's grab him here. Uh, you guys know this gentleman. His name is Terry Combs. And let's see if we can get him in in here. Terry, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm great. Good morning. You, you just got in from a run and I just got uh, finished setting up for day two of the DTG Academy here in Phoenix. So I'm uh, I was running early today, too, but I didn't get splashed with uh, <laughs> with any color. But so this is where you run off to every Saturday morning. Huh? You just disappear. And that's right. And, uh, that's right. You thought I was cheating on you, but no, it's it's. it's <laughs> Just me. So <laughs> it's like an episode of uh, a Big Bang Theory where Sheldon disappears for 20 minutes every day. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Knows where he is. <laughs> 30 minutes every Saturday morning. I'm I'm gone. So, um, <laughs> all right, Terry. Well, first off, I want people to uh, take a look here. We're gonna stream this along here, and um, TerryCombs.com is where you want to go to to check out his information and. And uh, we're going to talk about some other things here soon, but I, I wanted people to get there because you've got classes, you know, you're doing this DTG Academy for Equipment Zone, but you also do screen printing classes and um, all sorts of stuff. So let's start talking about this. Um, I wanted to start out, Terry, with, uh, you know, operations as part of your business plan. What, what, uh, why does this matter to us? Well, you know, Aaron, and, and this is something that uh, especially startups and, and gosh, a lot of, uh, a lot of existing businesses kind of overlook and, and, uh, you know, you've got your overhead to start with and you've got your electric, you've got your water, you've got your rent or, or your, your mortgage or whatever, you've got the insurance you're paying. And those are all fixed costs that you need to, to cover. And, and that's all a part of your pricing. And when somebody says to you, uh, okay, well, what price should I charge? Well, I don't know what price you should charge because I, my situation is different than your situation. Uh, somebody might have, have a have an hourly 
overhead cost of, of $20, the next person might, there's might be $200, you know? <laughs> so, so, you know, you, you have to take that into account and, and, uh, in the larger companies and, 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 you know, Aaron, I, and anybody that listens to the two regular guys knows I, I started out at my basement it, with just me, yeah. uh, and, and up to having 75 production floor employees. And, and, and there's really no difference one to the other. You still have to look at what your monthly or weekly costs are and, uh, and, and take a look at, at the hours that you're doing production and divide that out. And, you know, here's the nut that I have to cover. I've got, I've got, you know, maybe it, maybe it's a hundred dollars an hour. I've got to cover that hundred dollars an hour or $500 an hour, depending on the size of my company or a thousand dollars an hour. Yeah. Um, but I've got to cover that divide it out. And okay. In that hour, if, if I'm running a manual press and it's a hundred dollars an hour, well, you know, chances are a dollar of every shirt I sell is going to go into that overhead. And if I'm working just me, maybe I'm only doing production for 20 hours. You have to you have to figure that out and allow for it. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, overhead, I think, is a big part of that. And and if you're a startup, you, you have to kind of just um, guesstimate what that's going to be. And, and as you go along with your business then you can fine tune it. But you but you got to start and look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a huge point that you make there. You know, it's important to get all that stuff built in first. And like I said, even if you're a startup, we got to guess that. We got to figure that out. And then we got to come back and review it. The other five pieces that we talked about earlier, Terry, we had a lot of that stuff where, okay, we need to understand these things, but it's okay if you get it wrong. You're not going to ruin your business by getting it wrong. You need to think about it and have a good starting point and then review that and keep it. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a business plan in this sense, Terry, as a this is what we're going to actually do with our business. This isn't the ring bound. I'm taking it to the bank and hopefully they'll give me millions of dollars for my great business idea. Kind of. Right. Plan. Right. So, right. Um, perfect. Great stuff, Terry. Um, all right. Talk to me about the manufacturing side of it, the production planning. Let's say, you know, you, you mentioned you started in a basement and gone all the way up to 75 production employees. I'm assuming the space that you worked in were two different spaces. How do we, <laughs> how do we look at that? How, how is this important to plan? They for? were, they were indeed. Well, <laughs> first of all, you, you know, you, you this is the, how, how am I going to accomplish the task I need to accomplish? And, and so you're going to start a business and of course, you know, you think you're going to, you're going to sell a million pieces uh, a month, but, but that's not a realistic thing. So, but you do have to kind of take a look at, okay, I really need to accomplish this amount of production. Then you have to take a look at, at the equipment that you either are going to buy or the equipment that you are, um, that you are, you already have and say, okay, this is what I am capable of doing. Now, first of all, now I, I'm a sales guy, but don't <laughs> trust the numbers that a sales rep gives you. You know, when it, when I go, uh, when I go to like a trade show and, and, you know, my background is primarily screen printing. So I'll see these, uh, the, these guys running automatic presses and well, how many pieces of uh, 700, 800 pieces an hour? Well, how many of those could I sell? I mean, that's my real question. <laughs> you know, when you see these contests here and where, where let's see which machine is the fastest, I bet there aren't 10 saleable products in there at all. So, <laughs> you know, um, so, so realistic uh, numbers that you can do with the machines you have. So, um, I, I guess uh, the the manufacturing production plan that that I'm looking at is, I want to accomplish this. What what equipment scenario do I need to do with the, do that with? And and I know we're going to talk about uh, about scheduling estimated production time, but 
Um, you also need to take a look at at uh, what you what you have. Uh, you know, if you're already in business, and and what am I capable of doing? And uh, back in um, you know many years ago, when I was a, a plant manager, the the uh, uh, the um, accounting uh, department and myself would sit down at the beginning of every year and say, okay, this is what sales says that they're going to be able to do, you know, a 10% increase. What's it going to take on your end to accomplish that? And and you don't want to say, well, we can just use what we have now because if you're at max production, you need to do something. You need to either hire more people, um, uh, uh, build more or uh, purchase more equipment, whatever it takes to accomplish that task. And of course, mixed into that and is the is to maximize what you can do because the the beauty of, of of what we do is there's always room for improvement and and with most garment decorators of any sort there's there's a lot of room for improvement so nice. so sometimes it's just a matter of becoming more efficient about what you do without buying more equipment without uh, hiring more more people but again uh, I'll go back to you're either buying or you have this equipment. What's what is that equipment capable of accomplishing? And you know, of course, uh, when you're talking about space limitations, then maybe the answer isn't buying more equipment. Maybe the answer is putting on a second shift. One thing that I really like, and and I know we're going to talk about employees as well, but one thing I really enjoy doing is uh, is having my uh, production crew work Monday through Thursday, ten hours a day. And that that gives me one less day of of, of setting up and tearing down the, the 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 production floor, and to get somebody to work overtime on Friday is a thousand times easier than to getting them to work overtime on well like like I'm working today, Aaron, on Saturday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which you were right. pointing out to me before we went on the air. <laughs> All right. Um, so got a couple of people tuning in here and a couple guys, you know, Terry. So Marshall Atkins said, good morning. So good morning, Marshall. Good morning, Marshall. <laughs> and then this is a blast from the past for me. Uh, Nino, uh, used to be with Gruner. We knew him from Gruner over there in Germany. So good great evening. To yeah. Great to see you on there, Nino. <laughs> Long time. Yeah. I just, definitely. Nino, I just saw Wade a few minutes ago peeking in my office door. I know you guys were big buddies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right. So, you, yeah. So, you t covered on the space thing. I definitely wanted to cover on that because we have a lot of people, you know, small businesses here that, you know, they're looking at some of these things and like, I don't have 75 employees that I've got to schedule and figure out and all that other stuff, you know. And so, but I think what you were saying is that this is equally important for, you know, the basement guy to figure Absolutely. out because, what are you going to do? You know, and then the space thing I think is also really important to understand and plan for, you know, if you're, you're in a small room office room and yet you want to try to have an automatic press or something you know, crazy like that, a, how are you going to get it in there? B, how are you going to operate it? Those kinds of things are all important. I think to plan in, in, within your business plan too. So exactly um, right. Because it's yeah. a, a certain point in time, you know, uh, all the overtime or all the second shifts or whatever you're going to do, um, you, you grow out of the space and hopefully you do, because yeah. that means that means you've got more business than you're capable of accomplishing right now. So it's time to expand. 
All right. All right. Good. Well, I'm trying not to sneeze because I'm afraid that I'm going to sneeze a rainbow after my color run here. So um, it, it, it's I'm tickling ready for, right now. So. I'm ready to make a screenshot. Yeah, get ready. All right. Um, Terry, uh, so you mentioned the, the scheduling and estimating production time stuff. And and uh, before we do that, I did want to pop this link up here. Uh, you've got a, an ebook on this very subject for screen printers. So if people go to uh, bit.ly, uh, I just created this short link because it's a little easier to get to because it's over on Amazon. Uh, Terry Production. So bit bit excuse me, bit.ly slash Terry Production. Go cool. check that out. Best three dollars you'll ever spend. I'm not a screen <laughs> print guy and I actually uh, think I bought the book too. So <laughs> yeah, just so I could steal from it and uh, pretend like I know what I'm talking about here. But we've got the guy that does know what he's talking about. So talk to us about that, about that scheduling piece and yeah, the you estimation know of that. It's funny. I did a uh, I did a um, uh, um, a shop makeover over the phone for Printware Magazine one time, and and it was uh, a company. They were doing uh, cut vinyl and things like that. Not really screen printing, you know, not yeah. something I normally do. But um, but I said, what is the one thing that you need help with? And 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 she said. I cannot sleep at night worrying about, did I get this done or am I going to get these jobs done? And so I, I, I helped her to understand how to schedule production because most people do not schedule production. Most people juggle production. If, if somebody walks into your, your shop and places an order, if your response to them is, when do you need it? You're <laughs> juggling production <laughs> because you should be able to say to them, um, this will be ready Tuesday afternoon, or this will be ready a week from Thursday, uh, anytime in the morning. Because if you understand what you're capable of doing, and this that's the sticking point, if you understand what you're capable of doing, you can make a real schedule. Because, uh, you know, a lot of folks say, I should be able, let's say you have a manual screen printing press, I should be able to manually print 100 pieces an hour. But in your shop, maybe that's not what you're doing. Maybe you're actually printing 50 pieces an hour. You have to base this, number one, on what you're doing right now. And then number two, improve on that. But, you know, folks who schedule according to what they wish they could do as opposed <laughs> to what they can do, you're always behind schedule, always behind schedule. So uh, in my book, um, Scheduling Estimated Production Time, I talk about how to, to actually record how long it takes you to do different function in, in your business. And as it relates to screen printing, how long it takes you to set up a job, how long it takes you to print the job, how long it takes you to tear down the job until you're reaching for the next screen for the next job. And, and once people do this, they're just appalled because <laughs> some part of that is, is probably really lacking. You still got to use those numbers to build your schedule. Now, then you go on and improve on that, and then you can update those numbers. But you're insane to, to try to, to do the best-case scenario because uh, here's what happens in most shops. Okay, I'm going to figure out how long it takes me to set up, print, and tear it on a four-color job. So you walk out on the floor and say, okay, we're going to time this. And, okay, and I hit the stopwatch. Well, guess what? They have never set up a job faster. They have never printed a job faster. And they've never torn it down faster. And now you say that's the standard. 
That is not day-to-day -day in your shop. What, what I want you to record is 30, 40 jobs of one color, of two color, of three color, four color. And it takes, it takes work, first of all, to do this. You've really got to commit to it. You've got to, you know, from the time you start setting up the job till the time you, you, you pull or push that squeegee, that's your setup time. And, and guess what? Going to grab a Mountain Dew out of the, out of the uh, soda machine that's part of setup time. If that person that, because there's a finite number of, of hours in your day. And if that person, every time they, they put in the last screen, they've got to go get a soda, maybe go have a cigarette. That's, that's part of the setup time because there's basically, if you, if you have breaks in your, in your production schedule, you have about 37 and a half hours of production time on, on each one of your machines. And if all that time has to be allowed for, I, I did a consulting job once, where the, the owner said, we've got six manuals, we've got four automatics. We, uh, all of our printers get bonuses if they exceed the number of pieces they're supposed to print. And every one of our printers gets hundreds of dollars in bonus every week. And we're always like a week behind, always a week behind. I'm like, well, that's, that, that is entirely impossible then, isn't it? So something <laughs> wrong with in your schedule well it comes to come to find out all they were keeping track of was the actual printing time they weren't keeping track of the setup or teardown time so it was like rodeo they were like print 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 and you know <laughs> hands <laughs> up done and, eight like, and i know you're rodeo guy so <laughs> so anyway that you, one. That's the, the biggest thing the biggest thing you have to allow for that time and and, and I, I i came up with some pretty simple formulas that when someone comes in and places an order, I can sit there in, in, in 20 seconds and, and write on that order, here's the production time, the estimated production time for this job. And then I drop it into my schedule. And once that, once for that machine that's full for that day, then we go to the next day. And so I always know where I am. And, and, and I'll wrap this up by saying the person that I did the consulting job with about a year later, she and her husband were waiting outside a conference room in Long Beach, California, and and they said, "Hey, first of all, we just wanted to meet you face to face." And and the wife said, "And I got to tell you, I'm sleeping at night. Thank you so much." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. No, I, I you know I think this is really something that that all decorators can look at. In fact, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Terry, I, people know that I work with a company called Pick the Gift, and. Um, Things are pretty crazy over there right now. Just getting ready for the holiday season is big fourth quarter push. But um, another major sublimation wholesaler just closed their doors, Colorado Timberline. So uh, everybody's looking for new places to go, and and a lot of them are ending up in in our in our lap, and and certainly appreciate that. But we were looking at things, going, okay, how do we continue to maintain? our standards, you know, the production standards that we want to give to all of our customers. You know, we don't want to just take care of the new customers. Anyways, the point being is, so we've got two uh, large uh, presses, uh, heat presses, uh, calendar presses, sorry. And uh, we took a look. In fact, we just did this last week, Terry, and, and I referenced you in this conversation that we've had before. And I said, what we need to do is we need to actually time how long stuff is actually coming off the end of that belt. You know, when, when items are coming off the belt, that is when we're making money. When stuff's not coming off the belt, products are not being made. And, and we made some really interesting discoveries that, you know, we thought we were running these presses all day long. They really weren't. They, you know, they would run and then they'd go, the, the crew would go and pull the next 
batch of blankets and different things. And, oh, wait a second, we got to figure this one out and figure this one out. And we were able to make some changes to where, okay, crew gets a little bit larger, but they are going in, you know, so while one crew's up there putting blankets on, the rest of the crew is either quality control catching or the rest of them are pulling the next roll that is going to go on that press, you know, so uh, really good, good stuff there and credit you for uh, giving me that idea. <laughs> and, and Aaron, uh, and uh, uh, it, that's more the rule than the exception. Uh, when I go on somebody's production floor, it is, it's common to look around and not one machine is running. And, yep. and it's it's all about efficiency. And uh, I, I've written uh, a few articles on on uh, doubling your production in 30 days. And I've actually gone and done that as a consulting on a consulting basis. And you should see the eyes of the decorators when I say we're going to double production. They're like, I can't print twice as fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's never the printing. The printing is the easy part. Most people are really efficient about the the actual decorating. Yeah. It's all the other steps where they where they get tripped up. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, I know you've got limited time here, Terry, and I appreciate you spending some time with me here to talk about this. Um, just uh, maybe lump these two together here because I wanted to, I know they're a little bit separate, but talk to me about some inventory management supplies, kind of that kind of thing. But then also want to talk about labor all at the same time. So maybe you can uh, just to wind yourself up and go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have a real problem with that. <laughs> well, here's the here's the great thing about inventory is is for most of us, depending on what business you're in, you, you know, you you don't have to carry a lot of inventory because most of us are within a day or two of a supplier who can provide us with inventory. By the time you prepare the art and 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 do all the things you need to do, depending on what kind of decorator you are. You know, you can get inventory there. I I, I always tell uh, my screen printing classes, uh, I only carry white shirts in inventory. And uh, because, you know, if somebody comes in and wants navy shirts, well, by the time I do the art, uh, I'll put the films, burn the screens, the, the shirts are sitting there. And the reason I carry white shirts is because when that last minute person comes in and says, man, I screwed up. I, I'm supposed to order shirts for the for this picnic and it's tomorrow. Can you help me? Yeah, I can help you. Well, I was thinking Navy shirts. I've got white. <laughs> it's not like you're going to go down the street. What, what would I rather print? I think I'd rather print white. But uh, but the, the biggest thing, uh, as certainly as you grow, and, and really even as a small business, is is make sure that you've got good counts on your inventory. Because uh, that's um, one of the things that, that I do on a production floor regularly is, is I'll have my quality control folks, the folks at the end of the belt, keep track of downtime. And downtime, an example is, is we had to wait to get three more mediums. And the first time I ever did that on a, on a big production floor, that was the thing. It, 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 was, it, it was under the radar. Nobody really realized. But the, the biggest killer of time for us was going back and, and having to get corrected inventory. So the new rule was this, and, and the, the manager of that department was every order that leaves the warehouse to go over to the production floor must be double counted and must be signed for. And and that that issue disappeared 100% because of that. Did it take some extra labor? It did. Did, did, it, did it make me make more money? It did. So uh, inventory can be... Uh, can be a, a real silent killer on your production floor. And then that comes around to labor because 
it it was human error that that made that happen. And um, you know, first of all, make sure that you have a, a group of good quality employees, people that you want to have there year round, and make it so that they are versatile enough that when when you go through those heavier uh, peak seasons that when you bring in those part-time help that part those part-time workers that they're right there with your full-time folks yeah. and and actually adding to uh what what it is you need to accomplish and of course you know and and this doesn't deal with labor but you know i, I i'm all about finding other uh, supplemental business to fill in those valleys but but you know i i always tell people um I always ask for a show of hands and I did it actually yesterday in this uh, direct to garment class who has employees and a few people raised their hand. I said, your life changed forever that day, didn't it? Because, <laughs> and you know, uh, I used to work with someone, uh, an owner of a company and, and he, uh, he said to me, why don't all of these employees think about this business the way I do? And I'm like, because you are an entrepreneur and, and, and you're cool with being here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. These folks have other lives. They want to get a paycheck. They want to do a good job. And uh, but but you have to uh, you have to understand that that this is not their passion necessarily. Something that I want to uh, point out to everybody out there that has employees is is uh, assume this, and this is this is ninety nine point nine percent true. When people work for you, they want to do a good job. So uh, allow them to do that. Trust people to do their jobs. Uh, and, and guess what? If they mess up a little bit, then then suck it up and uh, and 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 move on because you're way ahead uh, by allowing somebody to do uh, their job and do it properly than than uh, kind of uh, hovering over them. Because uh, we joke about uh, a new book I want to write is how to micromanage your business to success <laughs> <laughs> or failure. I think <laughs> so. You know, the more employees you get, the more you need to trust them to do their jobs. And yeah, you're going to check, but, but uh, you know, allow them to do a good job. And, you know, and here's something else. A lot of folks will, you know, you have 10 employees, you have one bad apple. Well, 90% of your time, you, you focus on that person. Don't do that. Focus yeah. on the people who are doing a really good job and point it out to other people. And, 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 and that will pull the, the, the positive people ahead. So, um, you know, it, it, dealing with employees is a, it's like, well, it's like dealing with your own children, <laughs> you <know? laughs> but, nice. uh, as I said, they want to do a good job for you. Let them do that. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, so I kind of feel like you're talking to me about two regular guys and I should point out more of the good things that you do and less of the bad things. Is that, well, no, well, okay. <laughs> but, I, but I will tell every owner, every manager, every supervisor, uh, when you say to someone, hey, you did a really good job, never add a butt. Never do that. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, that's a good point. All right, Terry, I know you got to get to it here. So, but just can you give us a, a real quick about planning for quality control? And then Absolutely. I promise I'll let you get to it. Here's the, here's the number one rule that you have to instill in everybody. Uh, walk in and ask all your employees tomorrow uh, or Monday, um, who's in charge of quality control? And if every one of your employees doesn't say me, then you're doing something wrong because everybody has to be responsible for quality control. Second thing is if somebody sees an error then and gets it rectified, I, re I remember one time the art director came out to me and she said, three different people have walked into the art department and said, is this correct? And I keep telling them it is. Well, guess what? 
take that order and write on it. This is correct and sign your name to it. And then nobody will come back. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> but always have them sign their name Yeah, because that, that all of a sudden makes them go, wait, is this right or not? Cause it sure is easy to say, I think it's Royal. <laughs> yeah. is, is it Royal? Write your name on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's a good one. I think we've talked about that in, in the we podcast have. too. So that's, a, that's one of my favorite stories too. I, I tend to repeat myself. You know that. From, <laughs> well, from hanging out with me socially. <laughs> friends for what? Over, uh, gotta be at least, I don't know. I don't even know where, 2004, right? Something like that. Uh, yeah, 2003, I think. Yeah. So that's a long time. So I it may have heard a few of these stories before, but that's okay. They're good my ones. Ex like my ex-wife says, your stories get better and better as you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, sir. It is, uh, I, I've kept you late. So get that class started. And uh, again, everybody go check out Terry at terrycombs.com and um, and uh, get his book off of Amazon and, and go to one of his classes and and then check us out on Fridays, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to be broadcasting live from Fort Worth that next, next Friday. So come on by and uh, be on the show with us. And Aaron, I will, uh, thanks to everybody watching and I, Aaron, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. We'll see you later. All right, guys, that was awesome. I loved having Terry. Terry and I have been doing this together for so long. We don't even really put together an outline and even work through the uh, technical difficulties that I love to have. So um, good stuff there. But again, please do check out Terry's website, terrycombs.com. And uh, also, let's uh, get his book there if you want to get that estimation uh, scheduling and estimating production time book, bit.ly slash Terry Production. Check that out. All right, guys. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about adding that part to your plan, but just kind of getting that thinking going. And, and this will be a section in the business plan. No homework this week other than if you have not signed up for my website or I'm sorry, for my email list, it's aaronmontgomery.info slash get connected. And uh, I send a monthly newsletter out with lots of good information. So, all right, guys, uh, no plans for next week yet. I think uh, we're going to do maybe a little Q&A possibly, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I will be just getting back from ISS Fort Worth. So if you're going to be in Fort Worth, I'd love to catch up with you. Reach out to me on my website and let me know that you'll be there. I will be there all day on Friday, the uh, 28th, I believe that is. So um, please uh, uh, make sure that we get to say hi and meet face-to-face, -face. maybe grab a cup of coffee or uh, a beer if you want to come to the impressions booth at the end of the day to check out the podcast that uh, Terry and I will be doing there. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your weekend. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.